Welcome to the Women & Money Cafe. I'm your host, Julie Flynn, Independent Financial Advisor and Financial Coach, and this is the weekly money podcast for women by women, exploring the practical and emotional side of money. Welcome to another episode of the Women and Money Cafe podcast. Now, this week, you're just getting myself because it is a gloriously sunny day. And I think the rest of the team might have taken themselves off to the beach, but that's okay. So it's just you and me today. Um, and it's going to be quite a short episode because it's going to cover off a topic. And it's a phrase that you've heard me throw around countless times over the last two years or however long we've been doing this and it's I call them a point and shoot fund uh the the professionals call them a multi-asset fund and we've referred to these countless times over various episodes I thought do you know what I don't think we've ever actually explained properly what one of them is so it's a really short episode today where I'm just going to tell you what this multi-asset fund thing is that you keep hearing us bang on about so if we break the phrase down into its constituent parts, multi-asset. Okay, so what we're talking about is um, a fund that has multiple assets in it. So, but what is an asset or an asset class? So an asset is a thing that increases in value. So the most obvious one that I think that everybody can relate to is your house. If you own your house, that is an asset and it increases in value. Um, if you're renting, right, the landlord, he's making money because the value of the property is increasing. And at some point he might sell that, but he's also receiving rental income as well. So that's that's what an asset, that's an example of an asset. So what other assets have we got? Well, you've got stocks and shares, bonds, gilts, commercial property, commodities such as gold. All of these are assets and a multi-asset fund is just a melting pot of all these assets. And the way it blends the assets together can create different risks of portfolios. And this thing, this bit where you're deciding how much goes into each asset is called asset allocation. So how much are we allocating to each asset? So if we think about stocks and shares, you know, you might want so much in that and then you might want so much in bonds and in gilts and so much in property. And this, this is the asset allocation. So crudely speaking, it's what we do with the stocks and shares element that has the greatest impact on the level of risk or another word for risk that you'll hear us use is volatility. So it's, it's what we do with the stocks and shares. And for a better understanding of what I mean when I say risk, and how to figure out how much risk you should take, go and have a listen to episode 81, Embracing Risk. It's another really short episode that's really helpful. So if I'm building a multi-asset fund and I want to keep the risk lower, what that means is I'm going to have less invested in stocks and shares and I'll put more in other assets such as bonds and gilts. What we're going to do is stop for a second and just explain what a bond and a gilt is. So these broadly come under the heading of debt. So gilts, you might have heard of that. That's actually a loan to the Bank of England. When you hear us talk about bonds, corporate bonds, that's loans to companies. So they want to raise money. They come to the market, they sell off their debt, they pay us interest for holding the debt, we lend them the money, and then at the end of the term, they give us the money back. 
That's what a bond is, or corporate bonds, or debt, when you hear me referring to it. So I went off on a tangent there, didn't I? So uh -huh, if I want to lower the risk of the portfolio, I'm going to reduce the amount I invest in stocks and shares, and I'm probably going to increase the amount I invest in bonds and gilts. If I want to dial up the risk, what I'll do is I'll reduce the amount I've got in bonds, I'll increase the amount I've got in stocks and shares. So with multi-asset funds, you've got a fund manager who's constantly managing how much they have in each asset class because this is how they make sure the fund keeps to the right risk level. Now, how this looks in practice is a bit bizarre, okay? It can sound counterintuitive, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to explain uh, the practice to you. So we know the stocks and shares out of all the asset classes tend to make most money over time. So inevitably, the manager will end up selling some stocks and shares every so often to buy bonds. Why? Because the stocks and shares made more money, will end up with a bigger percentage in stocks and shares because these just grow more. And if they don't sell the stocks and shares and go and buy some of the other stuff, the fund will end up being riskier than they intended. So buying and selling the assets within the fund, that's what helps keep the risk, the right risk boundaries for it. And this is why I'm such a fan of multi-asset funds, because all you need to do at the start is figure out how much risk you want to take, go and buy the appropriate multi-asset fund for that risk, and then the fund manager takes it over from there. You don't need to do anything else. You've pointed it in the right direction. Now it's just going to go off and do its thing. That's why I call it the point and shoot fund. So you don't need to worry about reacting to market conditions or making adjustments because that's all taken care of. Well, we have a lot of fun running the cafe. The reason we do it is to reach as many women as possible to empower them around money. So if you know a woman who would benefit from feeling financially empowered, you can help them and us by sharing this episode with them. But why multi-asset? Why do we want different assets in there? Because diversification is king. So in your multi-asset fund, I've already said, okay, you'll have some in bonds, you'll have some in stocks and shares, you'll have some commercial property, you may have some com commodities in there. But then, so that's an asset class. Within the asset class, we, dr we drill down and we diversify even more. So we're not, so stocks and shares, we're going to have some European stocks and shares, we'll have some UK, we'll have some Asia, we may even have some global emerging markets. Like, okay, we're diversifying more and more and more, but then we go further. So I don't want just UK stocks, I want UK large cap and I want UK small cap. And I don't want to be just in one sector, I'm going to be holding retail, uh, pharmaceuticals, insurance, financial services. So you can see that you end up literally holding hundreds of different kinds of investments. And this, this is really, really important. This is how we're always talking about the chances of total loss are pretty much negligible if you have a properly built portfolio. Because what is the likelihood of all global markets, all sectors, all asset classes collapsing all at the same time and never recovering? Yeah, it's, it's pretty low. I'm prepared to bet my own house on that. So that's why we go with multiple assets, because it reduces your risk. We can never completely eliminate risk, but this is how we manage it, by making sure that we're properly diversified. So... Hopefully now you're sold on this concept of multi-asset. How do you go about finding one? So I'm going to give you some of the keywords to look out for 
when you're sifting through. Could be you've got an existing pension and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I find a multi-asset fund in there? If that's the case, go back and listen to episode 80, how to pick a pension fund. It's loads of great information in there. Or maybe you're just starting with your first ISER and you're like, okay, I'm going to have an ISER. I know I want a multi-asset fund. How the heck do I find one? Okay, so the keywords that you're looking out for is things like managed, of it mentions portfolio, active, passive. Um, then some of them might even be called cautious or moderate or balanced or adventurous. These are the kind of keywords that you're looking out for. Some of them are even handily named multi-asset funds, which is really helpful. So once you've got to that stage, another key thing to note is that multi-asset funds come in two flavors. You get an active one and you get a passive one. So what active means is there is an active fund manager there who is picking what to invest in on a daily basis. And he or she or they will tell you that you should pay them because they are going to outperform the index. So you will pay them higher management fees and their job is to outperform the index. The alternative to that is to go with a passive multi-asset fund. And what that means is that we're not paying a fund manager the fees that you would on an active one. Because what we're going to do is we're going to buy a whole load of tracker funds. So that's buying the index. And these are really cheap. So what I mean when I say when I say that, if we go back to the example I was using of uh, stocks and shares, what we'll do, what a passive one will do is go and buy all the global indices from around the world. So we'll go and hold the S&P 500. We'll hold the FTSE 100. We might hold the FTSE All Share. We're going to buy all the indices and cover all of those diversification areas I was talking about. And the thing about these funds is because they're just buying the index, they're cheap. If I'm an active manager and I've been told to go and sort out the UK part of the asset allocation, I'm going to sit there and maybe think, right, well, which companies do I want? Well, I might have that company and I might have that company. I might like that sector, I might not. Whereas if you're going with a passive approach, they're not sitting there asking themselves, which company shall we buy? They're going to buy them all. Let's just have the whole lot in there. So personally, there's a personal point of view. I'm a fan of passive. Anything that keeps the cost down, I'm all for. Um, and also, I'm not entirely sold on the fact that active fund managers can beat the index. So that's kind of a whistle-stop tour for you of multi-asset funds. Hopefully, we've covered off for you there why you would want one, because it's taking the diversification box and it's minimising the risk for you. Uh, exactly what it is. What are all these asset classes? And then some tips on how to go about finding one. So I hope that's been helpful. As always, if you've got any questions or any requests, do drop me a message on Instagram, Julie Flynn Money Woman, uh, or you can email us, the email is thewomenandmoneycafe at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, I'm just going to say, I hope you're enjoying the good weather and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to the Women and Money Cafe. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review. It really does help. And also please note the podcast is for education and information only and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. Please reach out to one of us or any of the other fantastic financial advisors in the UK for that kind of help.